Hello, everybody. How you doing, then? You all right? You all right? Good. Well, put on your seatbelt. Let's go. You're on the Holland Highway. No, you're not in London, England. You're right here in the middle of the road, rolling down the Harland Highway with me, your host, Harland Williams. Uh, thank you so very much for being here. So sexy. So very sexy. Uh, what are we talking about today? God, this is disturbing. I got a news story here for you today about somebody who was texting and wasn't watching where they were going. And wait do you hear where they ended up and what happened and how they want to blame the rest of the world for it. Great story. We're going to be talking about uh, Noah's Ark. If it all went down again, who would be on the Ark? Hmm. Would you? I don't know. Uh, we've got a, uh, a kid coming in, uh, to do an American Idol song. I guess he, he's trying to make the cut. So, uh, the producers have him coming in here. Um, we're going to be talking about the, uh, phenomenon known as American Idol. Uh, it's Friday. Dr. Ascot will be lurking around, uh, you know, so that doesn't make me happy. But the rest of the show does, and I hope it makes you happy, too, because you're right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket! My blue blanket! Give me my blue blanket! Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Hey, Harland. Love the podcast. I especially love the characters. I love uh, Dr. Ascot and uh, Cinnamon Boy. And I was wondering if Cinnamon Boy could pay a visit to Dr. Ascot. I want to get those two guys together and see what happens. If you can make that happen, it'd be great. Thanks. Excellent suggestion. Excellent. Uh, you know what? Stick around later in the show. Uh, let's see. I got my producers uh, right now. We're hustling uh, to put in a call to get Dr. Ascot down to the studio. I guess uh, they've gone to some local high school to look for Cinnamon Boy. And uh, if we're lucky, we will have the two together uh, in, in the same room. We will mic the room. We'll keep it live. We will see if maybe uh, Dr. Ascot can do some therapy with Cinnamon Boy, uh, possibly cure him of his ridiculous, pathetic addiction or obsession with cinnamon. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Cinnamon Boy. It's all the guy thinks about. It's all he tusks. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. What a dipwad. Idiot. So let's hope. Let's hope we can get him. No promises, but uh, if we're lucky, we like I said, we have our uh, producers out there now. They're hustling to get this done uh, for the end of the show. Let's see what happens. Uh, 
And in the meantime, let's just keep on motoring right down the Harland Highway. Are you aware of this global warming thing that's going on? It seems to make sense to me, man. And what happens if the water rises? What if it keeps rising and rising? Do they build another Noah's Ark? Is that what they do? I mean, you got to figure what? The, the, the water will rise and kind of start taking over the land in what? Maybe 40 years? Maybe sooner? Maybe later? Either way, we're probably looking at some massive flooding. How do you build an ark? Because you got to figure, man, how many species of animals have we killed? How many animal species are dead and gone forever? And how many more will be gone in 50 years? I mean, they're clearing the rainforest. It's the size of like 40 football fields a day in South America. They're overfishing, cutting the forests, they're over whaling, they're over, everything's over. So how many animals are going to be left to go on the ark, man? I mean, uh, modern day Noah's going to show up and he's going to have his checklist. He'll be like, okay, giraffes, two giraffes, two hippopotamus, two lions, two hummingbirds, two ants. Um, is that it? Hmm? No cheetahs, no, no monkeys, no, no zebras, no polar bears, no sparrows, no, no koalas. Okay, well, I guess you're going to have some big rooms to yourselves, fellas. Bring on the rain, bring on the rain. (laughs) It's a little depressing, isn't it? Oh, let's just hope I get on that ark, man. And that they bring me, like, a nice Pamela Lee and not a Rosie O'Donnell, huh? Wouldn't that be a kicker? You're the only guy to make it on the Ark, and they stiff you with a fatty. Hello. Oh, just keep on floating down the Harland Highway. And speaking of extinct, here's something I would love to see become extinct real fast. Is whiny, wanton... Entitlement-filled babies. People in society who, uh, you know, can never take responsibility for their own stupidity. Who, uh, Who have to lash out at the rest of the world. Who, if anything goes wrong, they call a lawyer and create a lawsuit. And, uh... It just drives me nuts. It's almost like everyone in American society these days thinks that if anything goes wrong, someone or something should be there to catch them. Someone or something should be there to absorb the blame. Someone or something should be there to make everything right. You know, if an act of God hits someone with a tornado or a flood or an earthquake, right away it's like, well, where's my uh, where's my trailer? Where why isn't someone rebuilding my home? What where's my turkey dinner? Right? Or if somebody trips or falls, and and here's let me just cut to the chase here. There's a there's an idiot. There's a woman who was walking through a mall, okay, texting, not paying attention where she was going. 
She's texting, looking down at her phone, and as she's walking through the mall, she walks right into the wall of the fountain that's in the middle of the mall. She's got so much momentum going that when she hits the wall, she loses her balance. She flips over the wall and lands in the fountain. Uh, the security cameras catch this event. They, uh, Some of the guys in the security room thought it was amusing, so they recorded it. They put it on YouTube, and now everyone's watching it on YouTube. So here comes this lady, and now, of course, she's got a lawyer, and she wants some heads to roll, and she wants to sue, and she's like, why wasn't there someone there to help me, and why weren't there handles in the fountain, and how could this happen, and what about me? And my feelings, and I could have been hurt, and yeah, you could have. You could have been hurt, you could have been all those things, but at what point is it everyone else's fault that you're walking along, not paying attention, and you bash into crap? At what point do the rest of us in society have to pay for your ignorance and stupidity? Can you imagine if every day uh, half the population just put on a blindfold and couldn't see and walked out the front door and said, okay, I'm going to work? How many of those blindfolded people would walk into a wall, get hit by a bus, fall into a hole? And would it be our fault that they were idiotic enough to put a blindfold on? No. Let me play you some of the audio that they interviewed uh, this woman on ABC News. Uh, let's break down this this story, and uh, you tell me what you think. I'm just sick of this crap. So, so here's uh, here's the beginning of the story. Uh, here's the lady talking about her ordeal. We are now joined by Kathy Cruz Marrero and her attorney. Um, I was actually texting a friend of mine. What was so important about um, this text? She was just asking me for my birthday. Wow, so there you go. Like most texts, it was meaningless. It could have been something uh, done at any other time. The text could have been, hey, what color's the sky, you know? So this big, important text, and she's walking along, and uh, bam, she falls right into the fountain. And, uh, you know, I guess they asked her, gee, uh, how did you feel when this all went down? I, I was totally embarrassed. I was like, well, I'm hoping nobody saw me. And now listen how distressed she gets when she walks up to someone in the mall. She makes it sound like she just walked away from a burning plane crash. I walked up to her, and all I kept saying was, I fell. I fell in the fountain. I fell in the fountain. And um, she came... Uh, she, wa- she said she wanted to hug me. So then they ask her if mall security showed up, like as if they're supposed to do anything about her idiotic move. Nothing at all. Um, to my knowledge, they got there 20 minutes after I left. So now the, uh, the security guys at the mall or somebody who had access to the security monitors. She wanted to hug me. They, uh, they get the, uh, the footage. Someone films it with their uh, cell phone or something, and someone puts it on the YouTube, and now it's viral. And it looks like this lady feels like, oh, she's been so humiliated, so embarrassed, she's got to start a lawsuit. I didn't get a, an apology over the phone either. 
um, I said, I don't think that was nice what your people did. And he's like, no, it's not, that wasn't very nice at all, but, um, you know, uh, we'll try to take drastic measures and um, just be lucky that nobody knows you. Be glad that nobody knows you. And now listen here as she starts to turn on the waterworks and, and you know, the drama starts. She says she wanted to hug me. Like, and, and she tries to get all this sympathy, like we're supposed to feel bad for her stupidity. Nobody took my feelings into consideration. I'm sorry. Uh, nobody. Um, nobody called. Uh, are you okay? Um, it shows in the video. Nobody went to my aid. Not one single person went to my aid. It could have been anybody's mother. Um, it could have been a senior citizen falling. Oh, God. Now here comes the lawyer. So, James, what kind of claims do you plan to pursue against the mall operators now? Well, we're at the very early stages of our investigation into this matter, George. Uh, but certainly we intend to hold all responsible parties accountable. Uh, whether that means requesting or demanding an apology, uh, or certainly requesting an explanation for why this happened, how it happened, and certainly we want to know the identity of all persons responsible with making the video public. Now, for the record, if you look at this video, it is shot by a remote video camera. You can see the semblance, the outline of a human, but you cannot tell any facial features at all at all you you'd have a better shot at deciphering that famous bigfoot video it, it's just so she wanted far me. off that you cannot make out any facial details you, you would never know who this person is or even if you zoomed in and digitally enhanced this thing at the cia they could not figure out who it is so this is just a blatant Someone was stupid, someone fell in a fountain, and someone wants to profit from it. It's disgusting. Now, here's the only good part of this story. The woman actually uh, makes a point here that probably affects each and every one of us in this modern day of technology. And this, to me, feels like the only honest uh, statement she makes. Uh, Let's have a listen. And, and Kathy, I know you... As embarrassed as you are from all this, you, you did learn a big lesson, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely, George. Um, do not text and walk, um, especially to the younger generation. Um, it couldn't, it, 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 the fountain could have been empty. Um, I could have been in the hospital. Uh, I could have walked into a bus, you know, hit, got hit by a car. It can happen anywhere, anywhere. Oh, so there you go. You know, that's the only thing that makes sense. You see people doing it all the time. They're texting and walking, texting and walking. And, yeah, someone is going to get hit by a bus or a snowmobile or a moose or something. She says she wanted to hug me. But, uh, you know, here's where I get agitated. It's like, here's a woman who was doing something stupid. She was walking through a mall with her head down, typing a meaningless text. Hug me. She's not paying attention to her surroundings. She's not aware of her environment. She walks right into a wall, flips over the wall, lands in the fountain. Hug me. Within seconds, she stands up and she's back out on the floor of the mall. So if you watch this video, and I don't know what you'd press on YouTube, it'd be like 
woman texting falls in fountain or whatever. You'll, you'll probably get there. But, you know, did you hear the interview? Did you hear all the drama? Did you hear the lawyer? Did you hear? Uh, and I'll say it again. You can't tell who this person is. This is just an example of, of someone being an idiot and and they got humiliated and they rightfully so they probably should have and uh they should have learned a lesson from it they should maybe have a sense of humor about it and laugh about it and move on but you know what's going to happen here's here's how we're all going to suffer you, you ready everybody and i don't know how much you like fountains or koi ponds or fish tanks in your public uh, spaces, in your malls, in your fairgrounds, at your Six Flags, wherever, at your golf courses, because of this lady being a dumbass and she wants to sue, they're going to either fill in all the fountains with cement, they're going to put great big uh, fences or chains around them so they become uh, aesthetically unpleasant to look at, and uh you know it's just going to it's just going to start a snowball effect to the point where one day all your malls are going to look like uh white padded cells there's not going to be able to be any plants or anything hanging or any furniture or any fountains god forbid someone stumbles into it and can't take responsibility for their own legs moving and they throw a lawsuit and it just goes on and on and on. You know, what they should do is they, they should take these people out. They should uh, they should show these uh, YouTube videos as uh, training videos. They should, they should put them up in giant screens in Times Square and say, this could be you. Look what this idiot did. Do not walk and text at the same time. Oh. Okay, I'm all riled up about it, but uh, check out the video. See what you think, and uh, just watch where you're texting. Good Lord. Watch where you're texting, and text that message to your friends right away, no matter what you're doing. What? Do not text and walk. Holding out on your mother? What? You never told me Massengill douche has Effectol. I just bought it. Only Massengill has Effectol for effective douching any time of the month. Massengill adds Effectol to all three fragrances for a clean, fresh feeling of gentle, effective douching. I've always liked Massengill's more comfortable slanted design. And only Massengill has Effectol for effective douching any time of the month. Trust Massengill, the leader for 74 years. Okay, well, as you know, American Idol is uh, back in full force, and I thought it would be fun to have a kid come down and uh, try out here and see how he does. So here we go. Uh, what's your name, kid? Dale. Dale? Yeah. Okay. I'm very likable, and I'm, I'm a really, really good singer. You want to sing for us? Yeah, I do. That's why I came down here, dumbass, sir. What? I said, that's why I came down here, sir. Okay, so what song do you want to sing for us? I would like to sing, I want to buy a dump truck. Uh, I want to buy a dump truck? I'm not sure. Who's that by? It doesn't matter, sir. It's a song. Okay, well, 
Here he goes, Dale, and singing, I want to buy a dump truck. I want to buy a dump truck, a dump truck, a dump truck. I want to buy a dump truck. I want to buy a dump truck. Okay, um, I don't know. I want to drive a dump truck, a dump truck, a dump. Okay, kid, I, I think we got I it. I want to drive a dump truck all the live long day. Oh, I... Kid, uh, enough. I don't think you really... I want to buy a dump truck, a Dumb truck, a dumb kid. Yeah. Enough. You're you're not gonna win. Why not? Because first of all, you sound like a a parrot getting a can of Pringles shoved up its you know what. I don't get that, kid. You just you're not a good singer. No, it says you. Okay, kid, get out of here. You're not. That wasn't even a song. Sure was. I want to buy a dump. Get out of here. Out. Wow. What a freak. I want to buy. Get him out. A dump truck. Out. I want to buy a dump truck. Out. Wow. Okay. You know, that kid actually probably sang better than a lot of the losers on that show. Um, have you been watching the new season? Um, you know, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. I got to be honest, I watched the first night, you know, out of curiosity. And I'm a fan of the show, I hate to admit. I guess I got a thing for seeing uh, people have their dreams come true. Something uh, kind of fun about that. It's so rare in life. Um, but Steven Tyler, I watched the uh, the opening show, and I was like, oh, you know, that guy, that guy looks pretty good for about 45, you know, or 50 or whatever he is, right? And, you know, he says skin on his face still looked relatively tight. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't really tell how old he was. And then I was watching the news the next day, and they're saying the guy's like over 60, like he's 61 or 63 or something like that. I'm like, wait a minute, my, my dad's only... My dad's 75, and he sure don't look like Steven Tyler. Like, how does the guy still have the long hair and the no body fat and his skin's tighter than a Hollywood housewife? Pretty amazing, man. Um, but, you know, that's uh, some people are just born to fit that mold, man. That With that guy's looks, could he have been anything else? Could Steven Tyler, could you picture him working at Home Depot? Could you picture, picture Steve Tyler driving a public bus? I mean, could you picture him serving you ribs at Applebee's with that face, those giant lips, those teeth? I mean, some guys are just born with that look, and there's there's no other thing they could be in life but a rock star, man. And if anyone uh, fits that, it's got to be Steven Tyler. Holy God. So there you go. Uh, Hold on, what? Yeah. Oh, you got him here. You got got Dr. Ascot and Cinnamon Boy. Oh, my God. This okay. Beautiful. You got him in the, the other studio, and you're all wired up. Okay, great. We're going to cut away from, uh, from my show. 
Uh, we got everything queued up in the other room. It looks like a Dr. Ascot's going to be having a therapy session with Cinnamon Boy. Oh, my God. For once, it's not me. It's Friday. And guess what? Cinnamon Boy, uh, Dr. Ascot's with another patient. That takes me off the hook. I'm so happy. Let, let's, uh, let's flip the switch, Roger, and let's uh, go to the audio in Studio uh, C over there. Here we go. She says she wanted to hug me. No, not that one. Do, plug it into the other studio. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, Cinnamon Boy. Hi, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Yes, I'm well aware of who you are. I'm Cinnamon Boy! Yes, you've already said that, my child. And I love cinnamon! Yes, we understand that, my child. What I want to do here today is understand why. Why you love cinnamon so much. Because I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! I already know that, my child. We've established that you love cinnamon. What we want to understand today, my child, is why you love cinnamon. Can you tell me about your childhood, your family, your father, perhaps? When I was a little boy, my father used to sprinkle cinnamon on me when I was asleep and whisper in my ear. Excellent. And what would he whisper? He'd get right up against my ear. Yes. And he'd say... Yes? You're Cinnamon Boy! And you love cinnamon, you little bastard! Oh my goodness, that sounds dramatic. Actually, I liked it! Because I'm Cinnamon Boy! And I do love cinnamon! And you're a bastard. What? Nothing. Uh, why don't you tell us what else happened? Were there any other incidents... Involving cinnamon, my child. Well, when I used to take a bath, instead of water, we used to use applesauce. Why would you use applesauce, my child? Because it was cinnamon applesauce! And I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Take it easy, bastard. What? I mean, child... What about as you got older? Were there any activities outside of the home that perhaps got you away from cinnamon? Well, when I got a little older, my father used to take me camping. Okay, excellent. In a tent? Yes, in a tent. Excellent. And all my brothers and sisters were in sleeping bags. Excellent. Except for me. What were you in, my child? I was wrapped in a crepe! A cinnamon crepe! Because as my father said, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Stop it. Cinnamon! Stop it, you little bastard. Cinnamon! Stop it, child. There must be a deep-rooted reason, my child, why you love cinnamon. Was there any trauma in your life, my child? Anything that was, shall we say, negative cinnamon activity? Well, there might be one thing. What was it, my child? I don't think I want to talk about that. 
I think it's important in order to break through the wall of cinnamon. Well, there was when I was an altar boy in church. Yes. Well, my pastor, Father Crisp, molested me with paprika. What are you talking about? He rubbed paprika all over my body and told me it was in the name of the Lord. Oh, my God. So cinnamon was my only sanctuary because I'm cinnamon boy and I love cinnamon. I think I understand now you were traumatized by spice. And somehow you found safety in cinnamon, my child. That's right, because I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Shut up, bastard. What? Nothing. Let's continue this another time, my child. Okay, but in the meantime, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Get him out of here. Good God. Oh, my God. Between Cinnamon Boy and the American Idol dump truck kid, this could have been the most annoying show I've ever done. God. They're probably twins. They sounded kind of close, didn't they? (laughs) Anyways. Oh, maybe it's a good thing. I don't usually say this, but maybe it's a good thing we're at the end of this one. Uh, that's, That's just a little too much to take. Um, So anyways, uh, let's get into a few quick announcements before we end out the show. Um, I don't know if you hate the announcements or like them, but I kind of throw them in there to keep you connected to the the highway, the things we're doing here, keep you connected to uh, my stand-up schedule and all the things I'm up to so uh, you can get plugged in. Uh, let's start with my stand-up schedule. If you want to see me this weekend, I will be in Tampa, Florida tonight, January 28th uh, through Saturday and Sunday, the 29th and the 30th. You can go to uh, TampaImprov.com or Improv.com or HarlandWilliams.com for all, all I say, all the information you need. Don't forget to write to uh, Save a Shark at gmail.com. We will send you a letter to help the uh, cause to stop the finning process, which is killing millions of sharks in our oceans. Uh, You can pick up the highway at uh, stitcher.com if you want to get it on your your cell phone. It's a free app, Stitcher. Um, And don't forget Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face is available at the HarlemWilliams.com store. Or if you don't want to buy it, you can rent it on Amazon.com. It's very cheap. I think it's, I don't know, two, three, four dollars something like that. So uh, it's it's a good uh, hour and a half of ridiculous uh, comedy. And uh, you can get it right there. So uh, there we go. I got through the announcements quite quickly. Um, and, uh, I just want to say lastly, thank you for uh, participating. Uh, thank you for listening. You can always call and leave a message at 888-500-2090. That's 888-500-2090. And maybe we'll see you in, uh, Florida, in Tampa, Florida this weekend at the Improv. 
Uh, and until that time, or until the next time uh, we roll down the highway together, chicken chow main, baby. She says she wanted to hug me. My George, I think he's got it. <laughs>